1: Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. That's right, I'm Jared Freed. We are here every Tuesday after The Bachelor to discuss the trials and tribulations of every episode. Uh, you're going to notice right away, it's just your boy J-Train. That's right. Uh, we had some tech difficulties And my good friend Kay York City, Kay couldn't make it today, we had some issues with some internet stuff, so Kay will be back next week, Um, we just, you know, we had to get, we wanted to get the episode out to you because it's the grand premiere, and it's a wild premiere because it is the first ever dual bachelorette. That is going to happen all season. Again, you know, people always say, well, they also did. Caitlin Bristow did a voting thing. No, this is the first ever Bachelor. We're going to have two leads, both Rachel and Gabby. And, you know, since we had some technical difficulties and Kay can't join us today, I want to make sure I brought on um, someone that uh, new to Betch's universe, uh, Tess, thank you for coming on and joining me.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: Tess, you just started working at Batches?
2: Yes, two months ago.
1: What do you do here?
2: I'm the video producer. Love it. So I edit, write, perform. Perfect.
1: Yeah. So uh, a master of all trades uh, in the video production space. Yeah. D- awesome. And, and Tess, if I have met before, You, I've done your show. You have a show, Spicy Medley. Yeah,
2: yeah. You've done my show a couple times, yeah.
1: Lots of fun. Yeah. So everyone go check out Tess. She's going to be joining uh, me today, at Tess Greg on Instagram.
2: Tess Treg.
1: Treg. Close. All fucked up. See, this is what happens. <laughs> We've had tech difficulties all day. We're 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 shooting from the hip today. Ask at, at test Treg. Yep, and your last name.
2: My full, last name is Tregelis. but
1: Tregellis. We made it short. I had a I had a feeling Treg was yeah. Was that your nickname at some point or no? No,
2: people just got intimidated by Tregelis. Yeah. So and I didn't want to keep spelling it for Instagram, so I was like test Treg. Sometimes
1: it feels like people try to mess up a name like that.
2: Well, they think it's tregeas, like that double L is uh, Spanish. They,
1: they try to go, They, you know, get they fancy. Wanna, well, they want to sound fancy. They don't want to mm. sound too American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to sound like a Taco Bell eating Midwesterner. They're like, no, I got to be fancy. I got to, you know, I got the paella, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it, it's tregeas. Tregeas. Okay, so Tess, welcome to the show. You watched the first episode, correct? Yes. Now, what was your... Now, give us your background as a Bachelor fan. What is your relationship to the world?
2: I am very new to the world. Mm. Um, I watched this episode... This is, I think this is my first episode watching all the way through from beginning to end.
1: Wow. Well, this is, this is a good perspective. Because yes. sometimes, you know, the audience can get too dug in on bachelor history and precedent you know they we it is nice to have a fresh set of eyes yes. on especially the premiere episode what was your thoughts generally
2: i i really enjoyed it good i didn't think i was going to enjoy it okay but i liked i i felt like i was going through it as one of the contestants
1: which side the women or the men the women okay so
2: i felt like i was judging them for me, and then also for them. See,
1: I, I do believe many women watch the show that way. Yeah. I think that's a very, you know, to me, not to gender it, but it is a female way to look at it. Because I get, I get feedback from the audience, too, because I'm in this Bachelor world, in this universe. I get a lot of people that go, oh, I hate the men, so I can't watch. And I'm like, what does that have to do with you? And then it's like, well, that's because they're imagining themselves as the contestant, which I guess I, I, I don't understand it, but I understand it, what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I... I was surprisingly very judgmental, I think. Uh, Aren't we all? Uh, Yeah. I was like, there were certain people I was like, no, definitely not. But then I was like, oh, they like them. Mm. So that's good for them. But I I think I was more in the process. That's
1: okay. This is, this show is about vanity. This show, I mean, listen, I literally just looked at the people and made a video that's on Betches right now of me just judging them by their face. So I, I, I'm not, none of us are above that. I think what was wonderful, and let's get into the episode a little bit, Tess, you'll be here to uh, bounce off of me and, 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 and let me know when I sound like an idiot. We have Jorge here. He's, he's on the ones and twos, uh, playing DJ. Jorge's going to jump in every now and again, because Right, you know, because we had to scramble. We had to make sure we put together an episode, especially with the big premiere. What jumped out at me from minute one was Jesse Palmer acting like they had not planned one thing at all. They were like, we're going to have two bachelorettes. And they were like, any ideas? They go, we'll see what happens. No. Wasn't that weird?
2: It's a typical first date, I feel like. They were like, <laughs> I didn't plan anything. Yeah. Like, do we have reservations? Sure. I don't know. I felt like that was pretty on brand uh, for a first impression. but uh, For
1: a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for, yeah, Jesse Palmer does look like the mascot of unplanned first dates. 100%. Yeah. And he, wa- They, you know, the women walk in, he's like, so? what are we thinking? This is your show. You guys do whatever you guys want to do. He your really journey. made it them. It's your journey. It was the journey. But I would have wanted a little direction. I would have, you know, up front for him to even say like, okay, make sure, you know, we're going to get rid of people based on both of you, based on one of you. You know, he didn't even... And so I was left to wonder, is this they didn't do any planning at all? That That's A, you know? Or they're treating this as kind of um, some weird obstacle course that they don't want to let them know what's coming next. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, It was almost like he he gave so little direction that it had to be either, I, I mean, I can't believe a show that is a a behemoth of a moneymaker for ABC. They were just like, we're doing two bachelorettes. And then they go, um, writing meeting adjourned. Like
2: I can't- That's it. I don't think I think they're smart. I think they let them take the reins, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but they have they have something up their sleeve. It no felt, doubt.
1: It felt that way. It was so unplanned that it felt like it had to be planned. Like it it, it was it was it was truly bizarre. I mean, so we let, let's get into the, uh, the, the synopsis of today's show. We'll get into the brief synopsis. Um, first, we see Gabby and Rachel giddy with excitement for their debut. Then they meet the guys and endure a never-ending string of references to Clayton. And finally, they cancel the rose ceremony. So, Tess, did you have a name for the episode?
2: My name was Where's the Magic?
1: Where's the Magic? Now, explain that, please.
2: Can I... Like ruin it a little bit of what happens? Yes. Yeah, ruin okay. it. Give, okay. a,
1: give, us a, give us the reason for...
2: Well, they're all like looking for connection. And mm. I think the person that stood out for me the most was the magician. Okay. And he disappeared. God. So like how more on brand can you be yes. for magic?
1: I love it. Where's the magic? And I think... You know, let me take your name and extrapolate it out a little bit more, because as a bachelor enthusiast like myself, Jorge, a big bachelor fan himself, huge bachelor fan, what was interesting is like, okay, this is this is a this is a little this is a uh, what is it called? What, what when they look at something, it's a petri dish. Okay, it's a petri dish, and what they do is they spritz in two bachelorettes, and let's see how. The chemicals react to one another. For every cause, there's an effect. For Life is gravity. What goes up must come down. You have two bachelorettes. The, the noticeable part in this episode, and I love the Where's the Magic? That was the name, right? Yes. Okay, sorry. My head's all over the place. The Where's the Magic name, and I gave a, a name that is a little similar. I wrote a tame opening game for the dames. Ooh. Because it was tame. The men pulled back. I'm on the podcast, You Up podcast. I talk about dating and relationships. It is a cousin to this show, Dating and Relationships. I do believe that the small moments on this show are very relatable for your own dating life. Men love vague options, okay? When they date. Men love vague. They love having options when you're, you know, and this is my, you know, this is me on my theories, you know, a game right now. You know, growing up, you, you, you're told approach the woman, approach the woman, be a man, be a man. So now you're in the situation and, and you see it on dating apps where it's like, I don't want to give up anything, but I don't want to go, you know, lose out on the thing I might want the most. So what you saw was a big theme of the night was none of the men making a move for a kiss. Right. Why wasn't it? Why and they said they go, they this became the theme. Why aren't they making a move? Why are they sitting there holding the door open with for, for, for one another, going, "No, Yo, you first, no, you first, no, you first. All of them, these guys who look like macho, big, you know, good-looking, strapping dudes, all kind of backed off. Which was interesting because again, we have two bachelorettes. Life is gravity, cause and effect. You know, you have two bachelorettes, so they're going, I don't wanna go too hard towards one, find out I've been turned down by that one and figured out that I should have gone a different way in the maze Mm -hmm. towards the other one. So you see, because this was the most tame opening episode I have ever seen. Jorge, would you agree? 100%. Right? The past few seasons, you've never seen like such little initiative. Of the men. Such little initiative. You're totally right. And it's, um, I do think we have to, none of this happens in a vacuum. You know, you have two women. So what has changed? And the women, I have to hand it to Gabby and Rachel. Did you like them?
2: I did like them. I found that they were kind of bland to me. Yeah. I felt like they connected with each other more than they did the men.
1: Absolutely. I mean, something that's weird is the way they hug a lot.
2: I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was like, they should get together at the end. I mean. The, I think that's the plot twist we need. It
1: always looked like every time they hugged that they were that they needed to be unwound, like, <laughs> like a twist tie. They were so. And I started thinking back to last season at the end. They were always holding hands. They were always kind of on. And I don't even mean it in a sexual way. I was just like. When they, they're always just like they, you know, to reference, we had twins on this episode. They look like twin babies that like cuddle up next to each other because that's how they were in the womb. Like yeah. they, <laughs> they had that vibes Them, I totally agree that they seem to connect. And I here's what I'll say. I did like them as the leads uh, because they did the best that they could with no. Direct, again, if they say to you, have fun with the 32 men uh, and you're going, well, who do you like? Who do I like? I don't want to step on toes. I, I think it was hard for anyone to be bold.
2: I think, but I liked how they were able to come together after. Like, I liked that powwow moment. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. And I also enjoyed, like, watching kind of their faces... Look at each other mm-hmm. throughout. Yes, I thought that was sweet. So
1: we start the episode um, with Gabby and uh, the girls are impossibly excited. Rachel and Gabby seem to have very few reservations about entering the process together. Even at the beginning, we see a trailer that things are not going to be all that smooth the whole time, and we see previews of the guys rejecting roads. So we have some preview of the guys rejecting. We see kind of how this won't be all you know sunny days and 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 paved roads. Here's what I'll say. When they got together, I like when they talked to each other. I thought it was very funny. Um, it, the, the the funniest part was them discussing, what's your taste and what's my taste?
2: Yes, I. that was hilarious. It
1: was wonderful. And Rachel goes, you know, Rachel's like, I like tall, athletic, <laughs> yep. funny. Um, and what do you like? And it's like, well, I guess I'm left with the dumpy, you know, schlubs. Like,
2: what? Well, Rachel started it off with like, I like, basically she was like, I like tall, athletic. And like, if he's, has a personality, I'm into it. Sure. But she was like, I've never had someone with a personality. That,
1: I mean, if every guy thinks they're funny, okay. Every guy (laughs) thinks they're funny, whether they're funny or not. Okay, when when Rachel said, "I've never had a guy make me laugh," yes. like I just thought of every ex boyfriend. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I like, tried So hard, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, guys like live on the fact. Like, w- women always say, like, "Well, oh, why put a different height on a dating app, or why? Why would they? You know, why do they want to get together so bad?" Because guys think like a salesperson. They mm-hmm. think, get in the room with them, they'll see how funny I am. <laughs> you know, then you know, because women like a good personality, quote right. unquote. Right. Uh, uh, then they'll understand how great I am so her ex-boyfriend all I can think about was like you know I mean Clayton thinks he's funny there's no question Clayton was the was bachelorette he
2: no okay. he was a wooden <laughs> table he had no personality at all <laughs> but was he tall and athletic yes so then That's there all you I, go well, it I,
1: tells you there's a lot of people lying to themselves out there yeah, like I yeah. want a funny guy yeah no you don't you want a big fucking You know, elm tree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, but I I thought it was so funny listening Mm -hmm. to that interaction because then she goes, well, get, because what they've done is, you know, what you do on The Bachelors you set up a character. So they go, you know, and Rachel's like, I like them tall. And then she goes, she looks at Gabby and goes, well, you love funny guys. Mm -hmm. And you're the personality. And you just saw, I I, kind of felt for Gabby because she was like, it it felt like she's taken on a little bit of an older sister role to Mm. Rachel. Interesting, so, because she goes, you know, she deferred to her a little bit. She was like, you know, what's your taste? You know, to even ask the other person what their taste is first is is actually mature, Because yeah. you're calling dibs.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, then she said she was like, I'm looking for someone funny, but I know that's your thing, right? So she almost was like, oh, but I'm not going to steal I'll, your thunder. I'll
1: leave you one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can have
2: funny. I'll take. Like, it'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take abs. Yeah, I'll take uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> professional athletes.
2: You can have the funny ones. Yeah. And, you know, funny,
1: subjective.
2: But then she leaned into it and she was like, I've done it all. She's like, I date everybody. But Mm -hmm. then she was like, but I want someone decisive. Whereas right before she was completely indecisive about her type.
1: It's interesting. Well, I mean, thanks. (laughs) Every every straight man uh, thanks you for yeah. for mentioning that that usually that, that that's happened once or twice. <laughs> where, oh, where, where do you want to go to dinner? Uh, you not know, here,
2: uh, but there, but yeah. not there.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So yeah, it wasn't. I I didn't notice that, but that is very true. She gave this whole thing of I've dated them all. I don't care where they are, but I want them decisive. And it's like okay.
2: It's like, but then you need to be decisive. sure.
1: Well, you know, but I do understand the idea of like I need someone to offset my flightiness. Mm. Gabby is known as like kind of a flighty. She, she, she. You know, Gabby resembles to me kind of a, um, like a, uh, like an awkward aunt. You know, yeah. she has that like doesn't know how to hide a poker face. Not at all. Like when she's not into a guy, it's over. Let's go into the guys. Now, yeah. now we're talking to the guys. So let's go through the entrances first, and then we'll get into the group conversations and the solo conversations. Let's go through each entrance that was, again, pretty subdued for an entrance.
2: Okay.
1: There wasn't a guy who immediately made, made himself the villain. There wasn't, right, Jorge? Usually there's someone that establishes themselves right away. Even with their entrances, there, there wasn't a villainous entrance. There wasn't anything that was too much the person. Usually it's someone with a job that you go, the only one the job really became a thing was later in the night when uh, the race car guy, I, I, I yeah. can't, he, I'm not sure, I'm trying to remember, at this point, I don't get, episode one, there's no names, there's no. race car guy, yeah, race yeah. car guy, you know, he, that came later, so what was interesting is these entrances were laid back, very much not, so let's go through each of them, the baby chicks, that was Logan, holding the baby chicks. Like he was uh, of mice and men, Lenny.
2: <laughs>
1: it was really. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are the chicks gonna be okay? Yeah. What did you think of that?
2: I, I mean, chicks is a very like bold word choice. I think to play off of, Ooh, but for this yeah. show, it fit. I think. Sure. But anyone else would be like, don't call me a chick.
1: Yeah, I guess what makes the chick okay is holding the actual chick.
2: Yeah, but then he was like. Three, like, I'm going to get used to hanging around two cute chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I funny. Like, I didn't
1: even hear him say that. Like, I was just so hyped up on, like, dude's got a hot cat. Because you, what you know, as a longtime bachelor watcher, you know, whatever you bring on that, uh, out of that limo, you hold for the night. Oh. So I knew that the chicks were going to become his responsibility for the rest of the night. So I'm sitting there going, oh, this is a blunder, you know, because now he's going to carry around the chicks. He's going to feed the chicks. He's going to, you know, mama bird. He's going to chew some food, <laughs> put it in its mouth. You know, that is. Um, um, but it, it, I didn't hear him say that. So he I understand. So there was the he went there for the pun.
2: Yeah, there were a lot of puns.
1: Puns are big part puns. of the entrance night. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, I do understand the producers go, you're going to. Well, you know, they kind of look at I I, I imagine from what I've kind of heard, they basically look at a costume closet and they go, does any of this interest you? There's, Mm. you know, here are these options. And I'm sure the one producer who likes Logan, a lot of them, you you kind of, it's kind of a good thing to be given these kind of, you know, um, stunts. Okay. It becomes, right, Jorge, in past seasons, it's found, like the guy that was in the table, like. He's table. There was a guy that had his head in a table. Had to go around the whole night with his head in the table, and you go, "That's awful." But he got to stay an extra couple episodes.
2: Okay, you know.
1: So the box guy from Katie's isn't exactly, you know. These stunts are given to guys that they generally like, or that they're kind of pushing. So it is good to have the chicks, but it also, how you going to hold a drink? You can't like put it
2: right. Under your well, arm. He, he was cute though, because she asked about them later, and he was mm. like, "Oh, they were overserved. I had to send them home."
1: Love that.
2: I thought that was adorable. Well,
1: that's the thing. It's all about how you zig, you know, and zig and zag. You know, yeah. that's how, how do you handle the adversity? How do you handle having the two chicks? Can you play it off and play it cool? Because they. And then that's, again, one of those small moments that make you think of a date. Like if someone has, you know, best conversation is conversation that starts one place, goes to another, and then you're 700 yards away from the initial conversation. So it right. starts at chicks. Oh, you calling us chicks? Well, I got a, two baby birds just like my girls here. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, where did the birds go? Uh, they were overserved. Now you're in... You know, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're, you're 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 Mr. Suave. You know, he could have
2: gotten stuck in the chick moment. They could have just talked about the chicks the whole time.
1: Totally, and he got away from it. Yeah. and and that's the you know. So Logan kind of makes himself a front runner at that yeah. point. Now we had meatball sub with James. What did you think of this entrance? Greasy, greasy. all
2: around. He was greasy. Oh, he is a
1: person. <laughs> like okay. the
2: meatballs came in, and then later yeah. in the episode, he was like sweaty. And I was like, so
1: we're not a James fan. He
2: was a he was a meatball.
1: Yeah, James, um, who his profile said he was a meatball enthusiast.
2: <laughs> right on it. <laughs> which
1: I, you know, I wrote this in my preview. It's like my least favorite, you know, caricature is like, you know, Mr. Italian. You know, you know, ah, mom's uh, a known sauce and Sunday sauce and Jim Tan Laundry. They're just doing a caricature. He didn't go too hard into it, which I appreciate. I will say that was a big fucking sub. Huge. That was, I, I, I mean to carry that sub in and I would also, I, as a nighttime eater would be in fear of the sub because I would have a few drinks. Time would go on. This thing goes on all night. I'd be sitting there. I'd want to get the end piece. Cause that looked like a good end Mm -hmm. piece. And I'd be sitting there smelling like meatballs, like, you know, burping, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Burping up meatball the rest of the night. That, that, to me that was a better that, that that took other people that would take me out of the game. Yeah,
2: I think he was catering toward the men, right? They like they liked it. People
1: were eating it. Yeah. Okay, so we had uh, Fabio, the shirtless on the horse. Jacob, what did you think?
2: Um, fantastic
1: body. I, I you got to give the guy credit. Totally, it's an amazing body to sit on a horse and look good. Like I would look like a beach ball was in front of me. Like I would have to paint my stomach as a beach ball to not look <laughs> t- ridiculous. I'd have to out ridiculous my own stomach on the horse. Like when you saw him pull up in the, and he's got the hair and it's it it, it, it was he's glistening. Yeah. He obviously oiled up. What did you think?
2: I was impressed. I I enjoyed I enjoyed that entrance aesthetically, mm-hmm. but then I thought his conversation wasn't great. So he did, I feel like he didn't match his his entrance.
1: This is this is the problem with big entrance. You gotta have big personality. You gotta, or match the personality. And a lot of guys, this is, I mean, I mean, if you wanna relate this to your own life out there, single person, single Jane, single Jim. People do this on apps all the time. They're click, 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 mm-hmm. click. Ah, oh, Mr. Funny. I got, th- I got lines for days. Then you get on the date. So, um, remember when I was on the horse? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know like yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you're right because jacob did have that thing and even you know when jacob pulls uh i think he pulled gabby aside and you know he's got to sit by a fire on a bearskin rug he was like he he you know the people with the least amount of personality have to keep the thing going on you ever have a friend dress up for halloween and they just do the thing they dressed up as, like the, they can't the whole get night. out of the character. Yeah, yeah. That that person exists in every friend group where they like, you know, they dress as an astronaut and they can't stop speaking in state, space terms. And it's like, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. You're like, okay, it's over. Take yeah. off the helmet.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Jacob kind of had that vibe where it's like he couldn't get out of, again, we just talked about with this. The with chicks. chicks.
2: Couldn't leave it behind.
1: Jacob's kind of the opposite. He couldn't get out of I'm shirtless. I mean, He pulled out a note that he wrote.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Of the
1: woman of his dreams. Is that what it was? It was
2: like qualities that he looks for in the woman of his dreams.
1: Here's where I knew Jacob was an asshole. It was qualities he looks for in the woman of his dreams. Thank you, Jorge. And he reads it and he goes, he reads number one, number two, and then number three was keeps in shape. That was like the, the, and then he goes he kind of sits on that like when you say keep in shape at that point it's you've kind of served yourself to give a compliment out mm. and he didn't do that he goes keep in shape so you know you better uh, hopefully you like to you know go to the gym and it's like you're looking at her yeah you're an asshole
2: yeah i noticed oh. that
1: that was like it was a, it was it just showed me everything you know yeah. when you're like you, you you know, you're reading this requirement list for your girlfriend. It's like, no, dude, you're the contestant. Ooh. She stays. Mm-hmm. It was an annoying part. So, but I, I, I mean, I like the, you coming on a horse. You're going to get talked about.
2: But then he didn't kiss her, though. Didn't kiss her. So like you're coming in with all this sexual totally. energy and then you're putting it into a note.
1: Listen, I totally Why? agree. I mean, it shows you who you he. this is who you really are. Now we had. Quincy, who said that his nickname is Prince, which you can't just say everyone calls me Prince when Prince exists. Yeah, right. That was an amazing moment. Gabby should
2: have been like, I'm Madonna. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Like, do you play 7,000 instruments, Quincy? (laughs) Are you, are you a savant? Are you a sexual icon, Quincy? You I don't know? think
2: he brought a shirt, so maybe that was. He had a blazer, but no shirt underneath.
1: Is that what he was wearing? I
2: don't know. I didn't see anything underneath. I okay. was looking, so.
1: Well, he is the one that said he hasn't had sex in 18 months as a way of explaining how intentional he is. That is a very funny thing to me, yes. right? To, to take this thing of like a quality that he's heard women like and then somehow finding a way to turn it into sex.
2: Right. I think I said to Jorge, "I was like, join the club. I don't right. I, like. Good for you. Uh, congrats. Do you yeah. want like <laughs> my
1: eighteen months of no sex has been very unintentional.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't mean for this yeah, to happen this at all. This was not
2: my goal. <laughs> right. You're gonna go. I'm i eighteen months of no sex, and I'm here now. Right. Like, well, I'm ready to go.
1: Well, totally. That's so funny that you say it that way because like <laughs> he sees it as this. It's you know I'm I'm not I'm not just gonna have sex." And it's funny from the female perspective to hear. <laughs> like, so, it's been a while. And just so you know, it's like, it's like I would have looked at him like, have you been masturbating? Yeah, like, is I,
2: everything okay? Yeah, like, why, do, you, do you have enough stuff going on? Yeah, like, Quincy, go
1: in the bathroom and release yeah. some of that tension.
2: 18 months?
1: 18 months. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I also, it's just so interesting, the idea that this is, he is we fashioned this into a sales opportunity, mm. like you know. It's like Get oh, I have a good career in porn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it was uh, just so funny to see the, you know, it's it's like that. Like again, to relate this to dating, like guys who ask for pictures over an app. It's like mm. I'm just asking for a picture, and it's like. So you're asking for a picture to up the ante. You're, you're trying to see, is this going to be flirtier than no picture conversation, which generally, picture, conversation with picture exchange is flirtier than conversation with no picture exchange. So that's kind of what Quincy's doing. He's like, I'm intentional, but it's about the fucking. You know, yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a way of Quincy letting you know what he's looking for while not really being... "Quote unquote," you know, uh, you know, a dog, so to speak,
2: right? But then I feel like he's like whoever he chooses to break the seal or whatever. That person's gonna feel so special,
1: of course. Well, that I mean, that's what. But that's what he's trying. (laughs) To me, that's the the trick he's trying to pull. At that point, Quincy better be. He'd be a real monster, yeah. If he's like. Ah, okay, hey, we gotta talk. I'm not ready for a relationship. You know, like, oh yeah. my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he climaxes. He's like, oh, oh, hey, uh, what's your name again? You know, like, yeah. it'd be bad.
2: He's like, I'll oh, wait 18 more months. I'll get the other one. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, newly.
1: So now we have the acapella group with Alec. What did you think of this? How creepy? It was creepy because, so this is this kind of starts the, this was a part of a montage of many men mentioning Clayton from last season. Yes. And Gabby and Rachel were making comments that they didn't really like it. That's looking back. They're, and also, I don't blame them. You're bringing up. Their last ex, a horrible breakup. You're bringing up them crying on national TV, heartbreak, being led along. Like you, you're – and again, it doesn't make you look more more confident to dance on the grave of an ex who actually dumped the women that you're trying to date. Right. If you really want to look at it I feel like clearly. it would have been
2: more effective if they sent – the acapella group to Clayton's date, mm. and then <laughs> send to, sang it in send front him of him in Virginia and his, Beach
1: to hang with him and, uh, and whoever he's his, dating. Yeah, the, the, that's the, a bigger power. What's move. her name? Evans, Susie. Yeah, Susie. Yeah. So, Susie, yeah. Uh, so I, I the the acapella group. I always think it's funny when the kids show up to the entrances or is this to anything. normal? It happens from time to time. Usually later in the season. Anytime I see a child actor on The Bachelor, I just think it's funny that they have this like overbearing stage mom. That's like, you're gonna go to the Bachelor and you're gonna <laughs> sing and you're gonna sing about how shitty this. And like these kids have no idea what's going. On. They're like singing about a, a guy. Like, isn't one of them going? Who's Clayton? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, doesn't one of them wonder what they're singing about? Uh, Who's Clayton? Yeah, that's a guy that uh, boned both of them. <laughs> And didn't have sex with the third one, but tried to still date the third one. You guys caught up? You're eight years old? Like, yeah. Like, it was kind of, it's, it's a Put little bizarre. Put on this
2: sweater vest and get out there and shine. <laughs>
1: right. Like, what? Get the jazz fingers going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, their
2: arms were very lacking. Like, if I were to give notes, mm. you need energy shooting out of, they were very t- T-Rex elbows. Yes, they,
1: they did look very, uh, mom made me do this. Yes. Um, I, but then... Here's the thing about Alec. He was just like this, like, happy-go-lucky guy. He didn't really have a personality. He's in this, you know, he was in like a crushed velvet red tux suit with a bow tie. Alec's biggest issue was that he was dressed as if he were a magician, but there was also an actual magician on the show, right? So I'm sure the whole night they're like, "Oh, are you the magician?" He's like, "No, this is just how I dress." No,
2: I was the one with the kids. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> <what>? <laughs> exactly. So then we had the twins, Joey and Justin. Um, what did you think of the twins?
2: Um, I don't think, I don't think the twins thought much of the twins, other than that they mm. were twins.
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess this is my pre-existing um, biases. Male twins always strike me when they're young that they're younger. Mm. Like, they're codependent. They, I mean, these two, I mean, let's, we'll, we'll move, we'll fast forward a little bit. Those two make a move and, and to go talk to Gabby and Rachel at the same time.
2: Oh, they chose that?
1: It felt like that, okay. right? Jorge? I don't know. They, well, I mean, two... So the Twins and the Magician are the two last kind of, you know, uh, entrances to speak of. Mm -hmm. Those are also the two people that went and made a hard move towards both of them. Mm -hmm. What I found interesting is the strapping, tall, athletic, cool dudes Mm -hmm. laid back. Didn't want to make a move. Nerd McNerdsons. Yeah. Twins and Roby. Roby the Magnificent. Yep. They go straight for it. So it was an interesting um if you want to look at, you know, kind of the high school pecking order of things, you know, it was as if like, you know, you're at war and you let the the lamer soldiers go first yep. and get gunned down. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Because you had the, you know, the twins had nothing. They, 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 they. They're just. You could tell they were just twenty-four. Yeah. They were just twenty-four-year-old men who had just graduated. They had no, nothing really to say. They go, "No, we're, I'm the bold one. I'm the not bold one." You're like, "What makes you bold?" And it's like well, we work in the same industry and we used to room together. And, well, you know, one semester I moved out. Yeah,
2: I don't live with them for one semester. So I'm, I'm different. <laughs> yeah. We're very
1: different. They had very little understanding.
2: It did feel like babysitting. You're right.
1: It was totally babysitting. And it did feel like they were younger than they even were. Yeah. And you had Roby, the magician, Roby the Magnificent. He comes over. He takes a knee in front of both of them, which I, I've i never seen. you, you like... These three men have very little, they they have almost wide-eyed optimism about dating because they've never really dated or been in the hookup game. It kind of felt like that, which is, you know, appealing in its own right to some that are watching going, oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. But on this show, I mean. You
2: don't want someone who's cute. They want decisions.
1: Right. They want want to get married. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a, as much as it isn't, it is. By a marriage show, so oh yo, know, we we once room together, but we don't do that anymore. Our mom lets us dress <laughs> different now. It's like no, you guys get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm you know? bold, but I gotta bring my brother. Right, like, <laughs> I'm so bold that I walked over to you while holding hands with my twin. <laughs> right, yeah. they came over together. How bold is that? Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and it was interesting because you know Roby, who's also you know he's got magic tricks, so he's got his own. You know, wingman, which are the tricks,
2: right? You know, he can go
1: up and go, look at this. I'm gonna turn. Is that a dime in your ear? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he can come over there and do some things. So it was interesting again to go back to the kind of the theme of like the men not making moves.
2: Like you have to come to me.
1: You got a, a little bit, and I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my chance with one because I went for the other. Mm. The naive, youngish, nerd types. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a very glowing, nice way. I mean, we all watched the episode. There was definitely three people that were like, "Ah, I don't know what's going on with these dudes. Um, They go up and, hi, I'm a magician. You know what?
2: Yeah, you don't want to be the person to be like, honey, can you not do magic at the dinner party tonight? Like, that's not, they don't want to do that.
1: I mean, at least he has a career. You know, that's one thing. But it it was, so now we go to like solo conversation. You can see people kind of, settle in a little bit and they um like there was first impressions who do you think made good first impressions i mean we had the first impression rose went to tino and mario what did you think of tino what did you think of mario
2: i liked tino i he's very he was he was the one on the fork right
1: tino came in on the forklift he is a general contractor okay first of all that's an adult Job really? that is a work with my hands job that is a ready to get married job that is also a job you could take time off from to go on a show like this so these things have to be acknowledged right, right? Tino um, I mean I mean sorry to Rachel if you end up with Tino. You're never gonna laugh again. You're you're still without the laughter. Um, I don't think Tino's I don't not exactly. Think she cares. I, don't I, think she I again she. <laughs> again, tall, athletic. She he he fit the first two totally. But I don't think she found you found her clown. Yeah. you know, at the circus. But he did play it cool. I thought he was. He brought her to the stairs. He remembered something specific about her. But he did make a purposeful move. He remembered something about Rachel. So he is going for Rachel. He is on. The Bachelorette, not the Bachelorettes, Mm. which, again, it it is this thing, and it's a very male thing. I want to make sure I have all options at the buffet. So a lot of the guys lost for making no decisions, where Tino won for making a very purposeful decision. But now it's it's a game of one with Tino and Rachel. It would be very difficult. And again, maybe we're foreshadowing. I don't know. It would be difficult for Tino to go, ah, you know what? Eh, I'm gonna see what Gabby has to say. Yeah, he, he could do it, but it'd be difficult. It'd be bold, very bold. Unlike and he'd the twins.
2: need his twin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: what did you think of Mario on the other end of it?
2: I loved Mario. I thought he came in. Well, okay, he came. He was the first one to kiss one of them.
1: What did you think of the kiss?
2: I mean, I squealed.
1: <laughs> the kiss may have, and a lot was made of Matt James being a bad kisser on his season. Mm. This was thirty times worse than any Matt James kiss. This was. You thought it was bad? Oh my god! You thought it was good?
2: Well, I think I it was. It's been eighteen months, you know. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Quincy. I, I. I mean, he first. They had made such a big deal about how no one's gone for a kiss, and then yeah. Mario's the first one, and he does the face forward. Then he very obviously closes his eyes and just does the. The lips pressed against lips, no mm. tongue. They would have kicked him out of France for such a kiss. <laughs> I, I, it was. I, I was like, this is so awkward. I, I. Uh, that was my feeling from it. I, I. But then she gave him the rose, the first impression of rose. They have another kiss. It gets a little better, not by much.
2: No, I thought the second kiss was when I, I, I flagged for me. It was
1: better. Yeah, worse. No, the worst. The okay. second kiss was
2: worse because I was like, oh, let's tell you like. I don't know. Like, they kinda, Someone you've been together with for like years. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll pick up the kids.
1: Right. It yeah. did have that vibe to it. I yeah. totally agree. And I mean, the other guys that they spoke to, you had Eric with an H,
2: mm-hmm. who. Mullet?
1: He's the Mullet guy. Yeah. Mullet, Eric, it seems as though he's played. He did both of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, Eric came to play a game, villain? He is villainous. He we're gonna get to our categories later, but okay. I I that is he definitely was the only one that I noticed kind of doing the show as if it was a show. Mm. You know, you had, you know, the the wide-eyed, naive, uh, Roby the Magnificent and the twins. Then you had Tino, who came for Rachel seemingly. You had race car driver who came for Rachel, even said that when he showed her the car. I thought that was a nice moment. Mm -hmm. You kind of have Gabby floating a bit. You know, Gabby talks to shirtless, uh, you know, Fabio. She talks to Mario who, you know, they have this weird kiss, but he gets the first impression rose. Who else did she talk to? Eric. She talked to Eric, who talked to both of them. And she then, kissed
2: Eric. That was a better kiss. He was that cozy. was a better kiss. He was comfy, cozy with her on the couch immediately. Yes. And, it, but with the other one, it was not.
1: And this is the thing. This is where the difference between Gabby and Rachel was apparent. It felt like Rachel gave a rose to a guy. She was like, ah, oh, there's something here. Mm-hmm. Gabby, felt like she gave a rose to a guy who made her feel like the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that was a very big difference because... Nobody really did the I'm going for Gabby move. And I don't mean to make that. You can't not compare because there's two bachelorettes.
2: Right.
1: And I'm just noticing this now. Like there's just no, you know, no one had that moment. Rachel had two very specific classic bachelorette moments. Gabby had the the kind of the fun and games moment. And the Mario moment, it it was a little awkward. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, as nice as it was, but she did reward Mario for making that move, and you saw Eric be like, "Damn, I, uh, you know, the game was lost today." He made a mention of that. He's like, "I'm surprised because Eric's kiss did seem better. more uh, better and and a more you know authentic moment."
2: There also was Ryan, the guy from Boston, who taught Gabby. <laughs> oh, Boston
1: Ryan Boston. is what he messaged me. Oh, yeah. Really? Boston Ryan, because I wrote a profile about him. I mean, I'm 37 and from the Boston area. I'm from outside of Boston. I'm 37. He's 36, and I heard he's from... He's. I think he's from Waltham. Uh, I, I think he's like... And he's got a thick accent, and he is... He, nobody is more single, never married, no kids from Boston than Ryan. I mean, he is... Gonna go to Duncan. Okay. You know, he's teaching the lingo from Boston. He's like, oh, you're gonna have a wicked good time on this day. He is, and he looks so much older <laughs> than everyone else yeah. on the show. Every time they go to him, I think of the Steve Buscemi, like, ah, oh, gonna, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, I, I I too enjoy TikTok. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah, It feels very much like the guy who graduated who comes back to all the high school parties. Yes, But I did like him. He messaged me being like, you couldn't be more spot on about his profile um, that I wrote for Betches. And and again, if you want to go read the preview I wrote, it's on Betches right now. Uh, The bros breakdown of all the contestants. I did previews of every contestant on the show, all 32. Plus I did Rachel and Gabby. I did a little write up on them.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: So then we get to the rose ceremony, they cancel the rose ceremony, but... This is where it got confusing. This is where Jesse Palmer kind of was like, "What do you guys? Yeah. What, do, what do you guys want to do?
2: We're trying to you want to? Yeah, yeah. it." Yeah, very, very. Well, I think he intentionally did that. Okay. I think he.
1: That's. A, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I think
2: ahead. he's like letting them kind of make the calls. Yeah. Maybe so he doesn't have to, but also so that they feel like they're in control.
1: Yeah, and they even did, I thought what they did was very smart. They basically gather all the men and they go, we... it was hilarious. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they go, they go. Ah, just off the top of our head, uh, nerd one, nerd two, yeah, nerd three, yeah. come with us. <laughs> Everyone else, you guys stay over here. It was like I felt like we we're at kickball. Yeah, it was like ah, you know, uh, hey, uh, if you're a, if you're below six, <laughs> yeah. if you're below six foot, buddy, come with me. If you're uh, skinny and do magic, come <laughs> with me. Uh, no yeah, yeah. If you have a twin or you know how to make. <laughs> if you have a twin or you can cut a woman in half, you're going to come with me. (laughs) If you can't do any of those things, you stay here. I'm not saying what this is about. Yeah. Because they bring them outside and it's daytime. This this episode is notorious for going all night. So Mm -hmm. it's notorious for being a very long night. And they mention a lot. We didn't get to talk to everybody. We didn't get to talk to everybody. It felt like an excuse. It felt like they go, oh, okay. These are the men that, you know, we want to, we want to, it felt like they... We're mad they didn't meet every. You know, I, I, in my imagination, if you don't meet everybody, you can go. Oh, I can do without them. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah, like, yeah. you didn't make a move. Get out of here. Yeah. It felt like they were like, no, we want to be able to meet everybody. Um, there are three guys who we know we both don't want, right. and they even said it. They go, and it was it was smart of them, but also if you think about it a little longer, you're like, ooh, that's like brutal. <laughs> like, they go, they go, yeah, you know, just so you guys know we made sure that the only people we had leave were people that we both spoke yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So we both don't want to fuck them. Yeah. Just want to let you guys know we both were so repulsed by those three men that we knew right away. Get them out of here.
2: I don't know. It was, I, it was
1: mean, but not, but he did it classy. I well, thought it was very funny.
2: was they are like, we're going to take these three guys out to the back side door, and then they're not going to return, and then we're going to cancel the event. It seemed a little... Uh...
1: Yeah, they could have done the whole ceremony and not made them feel like, ah, we're not even going to do one, but you guys don't even get a ceremony.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It, it felt
1: very Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. You ever watch Revenge of the Nerds? No. Ever, okay, so Revenge of the Nerds is a... Cl- uh, no, not Revenge of the Nerds. It's Animal House. There's a classic scene in Animal House where they go to Rush, the nice fraternity, and then everyone that they don't want in the house, they keep bringing them during Rush to this other room. And it's all like, <laughs> it's all like the foreign kids <laughs> and like the fat guy and the nerds. And then the other room is like, and they're like, oh, a blonde strapping young man who plays football. Come to this room. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. And so it's a very classic Animal House scene. It did feel like the animal house scene. Um, But, you know, so we have a canceled quote unquote Rose ceremony and we end with, you know, I'm mad because Roby the Magnificent, the twins I could have done without. I had a nickname. I was ready to go. I had so many magic jokes to do. Uh, Oh, and, and let me take a step back. There was another guy that did a good job. What was his name? He looks like the head of the Young Republicans Club.
2: Is it um, the one who looks it? like Josh Hayden. Peck? Oh. Yes, Hayden. Yes. Oh love Hayden.
1: Everyone kept saying he looks like Josh Peck. I 100%. don't see it. He does look like Grocery Joe with a wig on, and that's like a deep cut, like that I couldn't do on my preview because I want you know people mm-hmm. who don't watch The Bachelor to get involved. But I had a lot of people be like, oh, do Grocery Joe," and I'm yeah. like, "I know, I know, he does." For the fans, that you know, the, the Grocery Joe has been on the. Uh, he was on Paradise. He um, is now engaged, I think. He does look like a cross between Josh Peck and Grocer Joe.
2: Okay.
1: But last night even he just looked like he went to like Texas A and M and is the head of the all young men's choir. You know, yeah. like you know, he did have a he did have a senator's son vibe and he did a good job last night.
2: I thought he was sweet. He was sweet. He had the birthday card. Oh, he had the birthday card that he had so long to make, and it was a piece of paper and a pen. (laughs) He was like, I've had a lot of time to prepare this. She's like, you really got paper? Wow. (laughs) Who did he give it to? Uh, Rachel.
1: Rachel. So Rachel's getting these bachelorette moments, and Gabby's kind of getting a little bit of the... You know, the runaround guys a little bit.
2: I but think they're more intimidated by Gabby.
1: She is also tall. Mm. I didn't realize 5'8". Mm. and with heels with heels. So she came in I'm a huge Gabby fan. I thought, you know, if the of the two women she should have been the Bachelorette. if they were going to do a, a single bachelorette, I, I it made sense for it to be both of them because they were so intertwined both physically because they, <laughs> the they hug all the time, but also just their stories. But, okay. We're going to just go straight to, will you accept this, Rose? Who won the week to you, Tess? Who, who is the winner?
2: I like Chick Sky. Yeah. He had a big, con- because he gave me, like, dumb, goofy guy vibes. Totally. Like, he's a fun guy, I but I really want to see him... Get vulnerable, you know. Like I'm excited to see that side of That's him. That's
1: Logan, correct? Logan. So Logan, Lo- Logan to me had totally. You're so right. Goofy, big, dad bod. Yes, good looking guy. Like he's good looking dad. When people do the dad bod thing, it it, I, it always goes too far. They always include too many. To me, Logan is that guy I knew in college yes. that you know really tall his, his head almost doesn't look like it fit on his body <laughs> yeah. um he's got the chicks he's holding them Lenny of Mice and Men he's holding them a little too tightly a little weirdly like he had him out in front of him yeah yeah I I definitely Logan seemed to and and also he threaded the needle pretty well he talked to both yep he you know so he's playing the game so to speak okay Jorge, did you have a winner for the week? I think the producers for not having a plan. The, the planless producers.
2: I think this season is going to be really messy and chaotic, and mm. I'm here for it. They're on board, and I can't wait to see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. so I'm with you. I love that choice as well. I think Logan is a rightful uh, person for the Rose this week. I think the producers as well because – I don't believe there they're not dumb, okay? They didn't take money from Pepsi and go, oh, we'll figure it out along the way. They have to have a plan, right? I mean, it can't be, oh, we'll see, you know, whatever. We've got two women fighting for 32 men. Oh, you know, we'll figure it out. They'll, they'll be okay. You know, Two two people who've never been, uh, produced a TV show in their life are going to just produce it on the fly while on it? No. So right. I do agree. I think the producers have more up their sleeves than possible. I gave it to Gabby and Rachel. Because I, when they were put to task, I like the way that they took the you know, they took the the steering wheel, the, the rose ceremony at the end was good. I like the way, and I totally agree with you, the way they partnered up. I think when they get together, it's very fun. I think when they go to each other, who do you like? Who have you kissed? They're they're definitely good at sharing the spotlight. And I think it's a more encouraging thing than it is discouraging thing to have them both together. I think it was it was really a heartwarming thing to watch them kind of do this. I do think this can't last forever, but I thought they no. did a great job.
2: As long as they don't fall for the same person. Mm.
1: I think' famous it's, last words
2: <laughs> right That everything's gonna go smoothly. but I think the pr- if they cross each other, that's when it's going to get ugly.
1: Here's the problem though they are very communicative with each other. Mm. The men, they're in con- competition with each other. And the men, you know, so, you know, the men are in competition with each other and also trying to decide which one they want to get into. Right. So I think the men are more likely to get crossed. And we saw that in some of the previews, but the men are more likely to get crossed than them. I I, I don't, my, my prediction is, is that these two are going to be good with each other for the whole season based on tonight and based on the way they're, talking it out and being like who you attracted to women talk women are and and women are well versed in brunch table feelings conversations and who you're seeing and who you're talking to and are you guys farther along and i will say men are the complete opposite (laughs) then you know as you know as we saw from the twins you know they a lot of these guys are probably less ready to have that conversation than they are more ready you know so this is fantastic thank you for coming on and uh, helping out this episode yeah it's been fun give everyone your Instagram as well I don't want to mess it up again (laughs) no (laughs) worries Tess
2: Treg on Instagram Tess
1: Treg on Instagram it'll be in the description go follow Tess she's a part of Betches now she's been here for a couple months I've seen her on stage she's fantastic and hilarious Um, does all the video production she's gonna be in the videos editing them all that stuff so you're gonna get to know Tess if you're getting to know the Betches universe so to speak (laughs) Jorge, thank you for coming on and uh, popping on. I know you're a Bachelor super fan, so it's good to have you here. Absolutely. Kay, uh, we miss you. You'll be back next episode. Kay will be here at K York City. Go follow her. Go follow the Bachelor Pod Instagram account for all your Bachelor news and needs and fun. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday after The Bachelor. Um, you can follow me at Jared Freed. But most importantly, right now, you can go to my Instagram and you can see I did a live stream. Of the first episode, uh, it's like, you know, 50 Instagram stories long. It's on my, I did a, a compacted version on my TikTok at Wizard of Ha on TikTok. So you can go to my TikTok and you can see like a five minute version of the live stream there. So we'll be back next episode. Boom.
0: The Bachelor Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow at The Bachelor on Instagram and at Bachelor Pod on Twitter. And send us your emails to bachelor at betches.com. BETCHES.